Welcome to another episode of Lead, Love, Thrive, a personal growth podcast created to help you overcome your inner obstacles so you can confidently stand in your God-given gifts, step into your God-given power, and bravely fulfill your God-given potential, purpose, and destiny. I'm your host and chief encourager, Radhika Cruz, and it's my hope that today's episode will equip you with the encouragement, insight, and tools you need for overcoming every obstacle keeping you stuck from becoming and fulfilling every great thing God has purposed and planned for you to do and become. According to a report on the state of mental health in America, over 44 million adults have a mental health condition. One in five or nine million adults report having an unmet mental health need. And young adults ages 18 to 25 years have the highest prevalence of serious mental illnesses. In honor of July being Minority Mental Health Month, I decided to grab three of my sisters who also happen to be mental health clinicians of color to discuss strategies for how to give support and encourage professional help for those who are struggling with a mental health challenge. Let's get into part two of our discussion on our topic of faith, therapy, and the church. So if you were to give advice to various pastors or church leaders, ministers, lay or vocational who are ministering to their attenders, to their members, and even their staff who may be struggling with mental health issues. What advice would you give to these ministers as they try to minister to the hurting and broken who are dealing with mental health problems? Be open to something outside of what you know, you know? Um, And the church, they need to get educated and trained on some of these issues so they can be able to identify some of the symptoms and things that they're seeing. So yeah, just being open to it, something outside of what you know, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I would say. So just before anyone else shares, what would be some sources of training that clergy or ministers can actually seek out maybe locally to get that training to better serve and better minister to their attenders and their staff who are struggling with their mental health? They have like that's what I was going to say, like educate yourself. Yeah. But they have like this mental first aid, yes. like mm-hmm. all day training. And it's very, now mm-hmm. it's not nothing deep, but just mm-hmm. letting you know the warnings. And I'm just going to be honest, it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, how do you, you know, anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's basically, it, it'll give you some things to look for. You may not be able to spot it. Oh, that's depression. That's anxiety. Yeah. But it's going to give you some science to look for that there's something going on here mm-hmm. that's in the mental or behavioral health field. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you're aware of just the signs. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the reality is if one article I read said that, you know, knowing what you know. Yeah. And so you may, you know, that way then finding somebody who you can refer to yes. that that person can seek out that help from. Yes. Um, Agreed. And so definitely find, and there's a lot of different, there's suicide trainings, yeah. there's mm-hmm. trauma informed and you don't have to be a therapist, mm-hmm. but um, just things that you can go to yes. just to make yourself aware of what to look for know when it comes to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what we can probably do post podcast <laughs> is maybe put some links in the show notes, you know, to allow us to really say, okay, if, if you're a minister of the gospel, if you're a clergy, a pastor, a lay leader, you know, whoever, um, here are some trainings, you know, that yeah. you can potentially look for maybe that are either national or, or local um, to get better equipped. What advice would either of you give Juliana and Dr. Tracy um, to clergy and ministers who are serving attenders and staff who are struggling with their mental health? 
I'm going to say view mental health like holistically with the Mm -hmm. church and with the counselor as well, making it seem as if it's just like part of the system. You know, a lot of churches have, when you go to church, you're like, Oh, I raised my hand to get saved. Now I'm going to a newcomer class. Now I'm getting, you know, educated on a class on baptism, include that in part of the process, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, some churches have like Christian counseling. Um, I know one church here in Oklahoma has this thing called father's heart and it incorporates mental health with that process. Um, so I'll just say, view it holistically, make it part of the conversation and Mm -hmm. bring up topics of mental health into the conversation, into your ministry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, which the sick and the broken. Okay. Those who are dealing with depression, Mm -hmm. those have feelings of anxiety label with that brokenness that they're quote unquote Mm -hmm. saying is. Mm -hmm. So that way, cause when we always think about broken, we're like, Oh, you know, they have cancer. Mm -hmm. They broke their leg. Mm -hmm. No label those things. So that way the Mm -hmm. people who have that issue are in that audience And they're like, yes, Lord, Mm -hmm. that's you telling me that I can ask and seek for help. Mm -hmm. And so making it so normalized that it's in that conversation, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's, you know, I just felt anxious coming up here today to preach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say incorporating it into the plan. Like we have like our safety plans that I think any church has like, you know, if somebody says something crazy off the wall when they're praying, go grab this person. (laughs) Um, mental health is real. The flesh is real. And if you don't feel comfortable in that area, make sure that there's somebody in the church who that person can talk to. Because I've gone up and I was like, hey, I need you to pray this away. And that lady looked at me crazy. And I felt crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel crazy when I walked up there. But Mm -hmm. when she stared at me like, ooh, child, I don't know what to say. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there should have been a plan. She walked away from me. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there like, so is somebody else coming? And it wasn't. And so I think incorporating that into your plan mm-hmm. we're, you know, when we're inviting people to, you know, love Jesus and all that stuff, we're inviting, we're inviting their brokenness. We're inviting mm-hmm. their hurts. We're inviting those things come with them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so having that into the plan of we're addressing it, it's holistic. It's being brought up in conversation and there's somebody here may not have to be a counselor, but somebody who we can help you find the resource. Yeah. yeah. And then it's up to you to, if you take it. Well said. Um, and having been someone who's dealt with a couple crisis situations, um, as a church staff, yeah. you know, and think I'm thankful for my background, right. um, that has equipped me, you know, decent, I guess. Um, but really being able to have all staff, right. And even your lay leaders really, okay. If I have someone who's saying X, Y, and Z, I'm going to kill myself. Here's my plan. Da, 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 yeah. All those things that we need to recognize. Okay. What, what is the protocol? Right. What do we do? Because I may not be able to find the lead pastor mm-hmm. or the associate pastor. So I'm equipped. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because we are talking life moments here. Mm-hmm. Like we got right. to get moving. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. be chasing you down and looking for you. I need to be able to know yeah. that, um, that I have some resources, some tools and, and, right. and know how to handle this because that's mm-hmm. ministry. Yes. That is serving people well. And when we are not educated, when we are not equipped, when we don't have referral bases, right? We don't have a, a catalog of who do we call, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. And protocol, mm-hmm. emergency protocol for mental health. We have it for ter- tornadoes. Mm-hmm. We have it for active shooters, right? But do we have it for people mm-hmm. in mental health crises in the moment? Right there. Right then and there. Real time talk. Yeah. I think that was, it's so important that uh, the church get involved in this. And I just can't say enough. I think that's the reason why I'm having this conversation with you all is that in my experience of just serving so many couples and families who are in crisis, who are in distress, dealing with trauma, infidelity, 
um, fear, anxiety, all kinds of things. And they're not seeking out mental health practitioners Mm -hmm. for they're coming to the church because they trust us. And of course, there's all these, the stigma and all these beliefs that are, that are wrong about if you seek it out, you know, we we already talked about, I'm not going to kind of go back to that conversation, but it hurt my heart to just see that the churches that I, um, you know, have seen and heard about that are not really equipped. And so we send people away, mm-hmm. right? Knowing that they're not probably going to get the help that they need. Um, I think it is important that we really do a better job of training and equipping our leaders and, and our lay leaders as well, because they're coming to the small groups. Right. right. And if small group leaders aren't equipped, Mm-hmm. They're and trying to work out their stuff in a therapy session yeah. and everyone's sitting there like, what in the world is going on? Mm-hmm. And so I think that mm-hmm. mental health first aid um, is such a great tool. And again, it's not about getting this training to be a clinician. It's about, let me raise my awareness and my right. knowledge because right. a big part of that training also is learning how to respond yes. appropriately. Mm-hmm. Not like, girl, you just gotta give yeah. it to God and you walk away. Right. Or you have to alter and I'm not answering and you walk away. Like, mm-hmm. that is not okay. Mm-hmm. That person can kill themselves, yeah, you know, right. God forbid, mm-hmm. because of my my lack of knowledge, right? Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And people are perishing. So with that being said, <laughs> um, my one last question, I guess, for today's conversation is what advice would you give to someone who's listening today who has really said to themselves, you know what, I need professional help, but I just can't seem to overcome the stigma. I can't seem to overcome what people are going to think about me or, you know, I'm weak or I'm not, I don't, I'm not strong enough in my faith. What would you say to that person? How can they overcome that barrier that's holding them back from getting the help they need uh, to really just be healthier in life? I'm going to say take baby steps. That's going to sound crazy, but we're in the, we're such in a, there's so much technology today. They now have, I always see it on my Facebook. You can call a therapist Um, they have hotlines that you can call and not that that's going to, if you need intensive therapy for trauma, hopefully we can get you there, but that's like just taking that first step of making that phone call. Um, especially for people who are dealing with suicidal thoughts or Mm -hmm. ideation, anything like that, make that phone call. Because when we're talking about the stigma, they don't know if the real name is Susie or Melissa. (laughs) You're calling and you're talking about your problem. Right. Um, That would be my first thing of advice if you can't get past that stigma. Yeah. And then outside of that, as we talked about a little bit earlier about being needy or even connection, find somebody you can connect to Mm -hmm. who may not be a clinician, but get familiar with talking. Mm -hmm. Um, The more you talk about it, the easier it's going to be able for you to one- talk about it, of course, yeah. but overcome it. Mm-hmm. Because once you become familiar with it yourself, like, okay, this is an issue, you'll be able to recognize, you know, maybe I need to take this step mm-hmm. or finding just that person. So those are the first things that I would do. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. you add? Same thing, just talking to somebody that you yeah. trust and they can walk alongside you. You know, mm-hmm. you feel stronger and cor- more courageous when you're with somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. I do. So yeah, talking to a trusted friend or someone that you can tell your problem to yeah. and then that can help you. And then maybe they may have some resources that you mm-hmm. don't know about. So mm-hmm. making yourself vulnerable because I think yes, vulnerability. Come on, talk about it. <laughs> causes change and causes you to open up things that you never knew, you know, yeah. that you had inside. So, mm-hmm. yeah. When you were all talking a little bit earlier, I wrote down the scripture, John five sixteen, where it says, confess your sins one to another that mm-hmm. you may be healed. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sins is one thing, but I also believe our struggles too. 
Right. You know, that there's healing as, as we open up, like you were saying, and being vulnerable and mm-hmm. saying, you know what, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Right. And, and scripture tells us, you know, pity the person that isn't, you know, that falls and has no one to help them up. Right. Shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that he, God, I don't believe God did not create us to live this life alone. Mm-hmm. And part of the human experience is we deal with pain. We deal with trauma. We deal with stress. Mm-hmm. Right. And so would you all say that seeking out professional help to manage stress, it's not just about I seek it out when I'm in a crisis. Would you agree with that? That um, mental health services mm-hmm. isn't just for people who find themselves in a crisis. Oh yeah, absolutely. You I want tell, to get there before the crisis. Yeah, you want to get there before the crisis. But I tell people all the time, I was like, I think everyone should have therapy because right. everyone is surviving their childhood. There's something that you. Yeah. I mean, there's these things that you just experience just growing up in life that you just think this is just how it is, mm-hmm. and that may not be true. Yeah, and that could be getting in the way of you you know, accomplishing things because you have this mindset or this perspective. And it's not about being in a crisis. It could just be, am I being the best me? Yeah. Like, do I have a way of seeing the world that's preventing me from being the best me? Right. Um, and so if that's the case, yes, please show me, help me. I want to be better. I want to like get every blessing and um, favor that I can get. Um, and I think when you're getting to the crises part, you're, you're just trying to get through the day. Yeah. Being the best you, that's mm-hmm. the last thing on the list. <laughs> that's like, kind of get like me that. through. Yeah, yeah. It's like get me through, not even the day, get me right. through this 30 minutes. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, go before then. So hopefully it doesn't get that. Um, and I wanted to go back when we were talking about being vulnerable, yeah. um, something I talk with clients about a lot because I work with veterans and um, that's really hard because they, they're veterans and they're warriors and you don't talk and you can't be weak and you know, you have to man up and, um, and I remind them, did you go to that front line by yourself? You had people with you, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you didn't go to war by yourself. You had people. And, um, and then I talk about, you know, how the reason it's so difficult being vulnerable with people is that it opens us up to the possibility of rejection. Yeah. And we are designed to be in community. Yeah. I mean, we are tribal people. That's biblical. I mean, that's almost from day one, right? Yes. And so if I start telling you me opening myself up, you can reject me. And I know scientifically that if I'm emotionally hurt, yeah. That registers as pain in the brain. The brain doesn't know the difference between if I kick you or if I reject you. It's emotional pain, physical pain. It's the same. And that's a trauma. And so that possibility of being rejected is so huge for people. And they're like, I'm going to say this and people are going to, they're not going to get it. They're not going to understand. I'm going to overwhelm them. They're going to, I'm going to be crazy and and they're going to shun me and it's going to be awful. And I tell people, it's like, but we are designed to be in community. Like you've got to find your tribe. You've got to find your tribe. And if you're not being vulnerable, if you're not telling people who you are and what your struggles are, you can't find your tribe and you'll be around people, but you don't really belong anywhere. And then when you're in crisis, you are in enemy territory, right? You got, you're surrounded by people, but you got nobody there to help you. And it's like, so you've got to be vulnerable to people. You've got to tell people what's going on. So you have those people who get it and can help you. So when you're in crisis, you have that team that helps you. You don't want to be in enemy territory when you're in crisis. You want to have your tribe with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only way you can do that is to have that real human connection. And it's, and because it is a possibility of rejection, it's not a weakness, right? right? If I'm setting myself up to be hurt and I do it anyway, that is 
the absolute opposite of being weak. Like that is a bravery and a strength that is, I mean, unimaginable. If I'm like, yeah. I'm going to tell you this and you could totally walk away from me right. and I'm going to do it anyway, right. knowing that I could feel absolutely soul wrenched after yeah. that is not weak. I mean, in my book, right. it's yeah, not that's weak. Courageous. That's very courageous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, working on that mind shift when I'm telling myself I'm weak, I can't believe I can handle this. You're not meant to handle this. Yeah. You're not meant to handle this by yourself. Right. It was never in the design. I love um, what you're saying. And, and it's interesting because I know that there are people who are going to be listening to this like, I did open up and I did do that and I got hurt. And yeah, you know, that is a risk. It is a risk. However, you need to keep trying, trying. right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, some of the people that maybe you reached out to, you thought they were more spiritually yeah. mature and could handle mm-hmm. potentially what you were sharing. And so I just want to encourage those individuals, you know, seek, keep, don't stop. Yeah. Continue to search for those, your tribe yeah. who's going to love you <laughs> unconditionally, mm-hmm. right? And not be judgmental mm-hmm. and who's going to be willing to walk with you through that. Mm-hmm. And also, encourage you to get some additional support as well you know so i just wanted to say that because i feel like some people have been hurt and it shut them down mm-hmm. like oh all the all christians are no we are not all the same and everyone's in and we need to give grace to those who didn't know any better mm-hmm. right and who maybe were not as mature and could really handle that because sometimes what we don't realize is it can trigger other people's trauma right exactly. so if i'm sharing with you exactly. my trauma someone that else triggered me right now got it traumatized Right. Now you're bringing up all my thoughts, all my emotions. Right. 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 We bought the puzzle all down. Made me struggle just now. Right. Right. And so keep going. Keep going. What are you going to say? Something. I would say two things. And one, I had a client tell me uh, I was her fifth therapist, and I was like, Oh God, here we go. Because I was like, She's one of those people who dispose, and she was like. Would you wear would you wear dove if your arms armpits still stink? And I was like, no. And she goes, right, I had to go find my degree. Wow. And so that was just her example. And it was so simple. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it like, why are we we get so upset when something doesn't work mm-hmm. that we just shut down? Right. But she's like, I'm not gonna sit here in my funk because that dove didn't work. Right. I moved on to Mitch and whatever, and if that didn't work, <laughs> right. I moved on to you know what mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And so if we can just dispose some materialistic things, whether it's soap. Mm-hmm. And her example is deodorant. We we should be able to do that with people, and that's okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but I was going to say earlier to your original mm-hmm. thing about the people who are stigmatized. Even just listening to podcasts mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. sometimes when we're too, we're okay. We hear what you're saying, y'all. Be vulnerable. Be, be transparent. Mm-hmm. That's cute, but it ain't about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we find healing in those of listening to healing of others. Mm -hmm. So find podcasts, Mm -hmm. find YouTube channels, Mm -hmm. find blogs, Mm -hmm. um, anything you can do that takes you one step further to just you being ready to prepare Mm -hmm. yourself. You know, it's kind of like, I kind of make a joke. Like when you're ready to cook a big meal, you chop up different things or you get ready, take those small things. Like, okay, you know what? Today I'm going to listen to one blog. Tomorrow, I'm going to listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, just take those small steps and in a way, try to heal yourself with that. And eventually, I feel like you will become more comfortable because you're going to hear so many people talk about right. their vulnerability, yes. mm-hmm. their transparency yeah. that you're going to be like, you're going to find that one thing that you can open the door with, like mm-hmm. my deodorant didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. and, and work with that. I'm and so I think good. you'll see that there are other people that have faced that, that, that experience and you'll right. get ideas that, okay, well, this is normal. This is normal. Other people do have this experience. It's not just me. And there is, yes. there is something wow. on the other side of this. Yeah. I'm not alone. I feel alone. 
just because I feel it doesn't mean that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to get that when you listen to those podcasts mm-hmm. and hear those stories. Yes. And, um, and not like, I don't think people it. realize that depression and anxiety are so common. It's a common yes. cold. And you know, <laughs> right. It's just like, it is. It's like you got that cough. And so, um, and at one, that doesn't mean just because you have that diagnosis of, Oh, you're depressed. You know, that doesn't mean you're going to be depressed for the rest of your life. You know, you might, I went through a phase and I'm going to be transparent just getting out of the phase. And I'm a clinician where I had to sit with myself that, Hey, I was depressed for these past two years. And I mean, I knew what to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Didn't want to do it, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to be vulnerable and just say, Hey, this is where I'm at because if Mm -hmm. not, I'm not going to get out of this place. Mm -hmm. And I was scared because I was a clinician mm-hmm. and I serve in the church yeah. and I teach. And like, what are these people going to think when I still say like, Hey, I'm depressed guy. Sorry. I don't want to grade your papers. Um, <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> I found that when I came out and I said it, the grace that I received, mm-hmm. um, and I was so scared of being a clinician and I'm the only minority clinician in my clinic or wow. uh, that I contract with what they were going to say but the more people who came out and said, Hey, I was there mm-hmm. two years ago. Yes. Um, I get it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just said like, cause I, I'm the type who will be like, Oh, sorry. I didn't do that. Try to apologize. And so much grace was given to me and so many reminders of mm-hmm. how much God carried me and is carrying me yeah, yeah. while I was going through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And while I thought these were negative things because I'm like, I didn't want to get out of bed today mm-hmm. and I got to go help you with your problems. Right, right. Um, just the grace I had with that Mm -hmm. and other clinicians who were like, no, I get it. I've been there. And it's made it feel so normal for me. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. took away just any stigma I felt. Mm -hmm. And it made it to the point where I could come like, look, I'm dealing with depression today. Mm -hmm. And somebody was able to talk to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's how I found healing. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. And I think for other mental health professionals, therapists, counselors that are listening to this, yeah. I think you just encourage them because who helps the helpers, right? right. And all day long, yeah. you can get that burnout, you can get compassion so fatigue, yeah. you know, all those it's different fun. things. Yeah. It is. <laughs> you can become very numb. Yeah. And I think there might be some like, oh my, am I discrediting my, myself, yeah. my, right. my professional, mm-hmm. you know, credentials by really admitting yeah. this, but it's like, we are all humans. We right. all have the same experiences. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. if even more so you, the weight and the pressure that you yeah. all mm-hmm. face every day, carrying mm-hmm. over the other people's problems, yeah. you know, even if it's just in that hour session, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, there's an impact there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just appreciate your openness, your honesty, your vulnerability, and just sharing your own journey, you know, as mm-hmm. a therapist and saying, you know what, I put my foot down and said, I'm not okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> help me. Somebody yeah. throw me a lifeline, you know, yeah. Yeah, I have mental health days built into my schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, I Let's just talk about that. go ahead that. and I'm a huge fan of a mental health day. And I encourage my colleagues. I'm until, well, I'm a doctor. I can write your script to be off today. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Um, I just think it's important to give yourself that space to just breathe and uh, feel whatever you're feeling and think whatever you're thinking. And mm. if my toughest decision is if I'm going to have pop tarts or toast for breakfast, then so be it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not just as a therapist, that's just in general, we need yeah. those moments. And I think we live in the society that's like, go, 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 go. And you have to stay busy and, and everything's just coming at you 24 seven. And we don't give ourselves a chance to just 
breathe. Um, and so I just went that day where there's no schedule. I'm not pressured to be anywhere or do anything. It's just me taking care of me, whatever that looks like. And it varies. Um, and I know if I've gone too long without it, when I just have this kind of restless feeling, Mm. um, my clients are talking to me and I'm thinking about my grocery list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The day starts and I'm like, Oh, how far away are we from Friday? Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. And so I think, okay, yeah, this is like, when's my mental health day? I know I need a break in there. And I think, um, I think this is something that's very a, a U.S. thing. I think other countries manage it a lot better. Um, there's this idea that if I, if I take a mental health day, um, that, you know, something's wrong, that I'm falling apart. Right. It's like, no, I just need a moment to breathe. But let me tell you what you're saying. So again, not a therapist, let's <laughs> make that known, right? <laughs> but as someone who served in vocational ministry, I felt like that. Mm-hmm. And I did not share that with anyone. You're right. You're serving, you're praying, you're giving out, you're doing all kind of warfare. You know, I'm not trying to get all woo on people, yeah. but the re- it is real oh, people. Yeah. And they're coming to you. They're, they're sharing their burdens, their pain with you. And there'd be days where I'm like, God, I just cannot do this. And yeah. I needed to take a mental health day, not because I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown, yeah. but just to take care of myself and not yeah. just press. Yeah. Just and to do your best job that you can. Absolutely. Because be I can't be, be present. Yeah. Yeah. Be, mm-hmm. Because yeah. how can I really serve other people best and minister to them and pour out to them and encourage them when I'm discouraged, my heart is heavy, I'm weary, I'm tired, and I didn't feel like I could say, I'm just being honest myself right now. I didn't feel like I could say, hey, pastor so-and-so, I need to take a mental health day. Mm-hmm. It was like, I need to take a personal day. Yeah. Right? And so for me... I did not feel that that was, um, and it, and it was nothing that anyone projected on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, this is not, I say like, it wasn't anything like that. It was just, I did not feel that I can actually really share. Like I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling mm-hmm. stressed out or I'm just going, I'm an introvert. And so there's a whole, mm-hmm. there's been a whole lot of activity. Like I'm, I'm weary. And so do I, you know, is there the reality that I need to do better when I was off? Yes. But there are seasons in ministry life. Right. And, and again, we're all ministers and then we also have vocations that may also throw us into helping mm-hmm. professions as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the reality is we all need to care for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And we mm-hmm. all need to be okay. I actually was just reading an article the other day and they were talking about um, how organizations are really encouraging their staff to take mental health days mm-hmm. and building that in their work culture, mm-hmm. right? That it's okay. We want you to, because you know what? We know you're going to do your best work. Yeah, yeah. You're so much, just, yeah. Your customer service is better. Yes. Coworkers get along better. Yes. People like you. Engage People like you better. Like you better. Yeah. Engage better. There's more team building. It's just so much better just yes. to take the day off. Mm-hmm. Business will still carry on without you. Absolutely. I promise. Come on. <laughs> what you got? Still be on okay. yeah. That's right. That's right. But if you have workaholics like me, um, who's just like, no, nothing's going to, you know, run if I'm gone. Um, the biggest way I started, cause I was not comfortable with that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what happened is when I took that day, I stressed about what did not get done that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes time, um, on, but I started off uh-huh. with, um, we're always on the go. We're yeah. always doing something. And I realized I'm not ever still in sit in silence. I'm either like, hey, listen to my talk, yeah. watching TV. And so I made it a part of my 
my schedule yes. for 30 minutes, at least when the day was done to sit in my office with silence and just decompress and kind of like how I talked about grounding earlier, check where Juliana was at. Mm-hmm. So I didn't leave with yes. that. Yeah. And so if those who cannot take that day right now, um, I'm also a single mother. So I know that what that day mm-hmm. may mean for some people yeah. Yeah, totally. and that's putting food on the table for some yeah. folks. Mm-hmm. Um, start with that 30 minutes and see where you're at. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love that's it. good. And yeah. I will say, um, I went to a workshop not too long ago about burnout, professional mm-hmm. burnout, and it was amazing. It was just life changing. And a lot of things I was already doing, um, and it kind of piggybacks on what you were saying, like it doesn't have to be the day. And, and honestly, a lot of times when we wait to get to the day, yeah. we're already okay. pretty much so pressing up on yeah. burnout. Um, and so they talked about things to do throughout the day to decompress. Right. Um, and one of them was, you know, putting a note that says, you know, how are you doing right now? And actually, acknowledge whatever your feeling is, whatever your thoughts are in the moment. Mm -hmm. And they say a lot of times why professionals get so burned out um, is that they're denying what they feel in the moment in order to, you know, and so, and so, you're pretending like you're really happy, even though this person in front of you is making you mad. Mm. And you know how much work that is, right? To yeah. pretend to be feeling something that you're not. Right. And so you're exhausted by the end of the day. And it doesn't mean I have to react to that, but I have to at least acknowledge that this person's yeah. saying something to me that's frustrating and just let me hear what they have to say, try to understand, try and get some connection. But if I'm like, no, nope, I'm okay, I can do this and push through, by the end of the day, I'm going to be a waste. Um, and so, you know, building in those spaces to say, okay, how am I doing? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? Um, going for a brief walk. Like I'll do this between sessions before I start my next session, I'll go walk a lap around the little floor and then come back, see how I'm doing, feeling okay. Okay. Let's get the next session going. Um, and so, or if I have a longer moment, I'll go for a walk outside if the weather's good. Um, but having those moments where you can check in and see how you're doing and be real and be okay yeah. with whatever you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're told if we feel a certain way, it's wrong. I got that message when I was growing up, mm-hmm. but my feelings, if they weren't happy, right. they were somehow bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to learn to be okay with the fact that I'm mad right now. Right. And I'm okay with the fact that I'm frustrated and that I want to reach across this desk and throttle you. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm not going to do it, but I'm okay with that feeling. Right. <laughs> um, and just allow yourself to have that and then say, okay, I know I'm not going to act on it. So what am I going to do? Well, let's go for a walk or let's, you know, put on a favorite song or, you know, let's find a mindfulness, um, app on my phone and do some mindfulness for a few minutes, but do something to get myself anchored back into yes. what's going on and what I need to do to get of the day. Um, and I was just like, wow, that's yeah. Look, y'all getting some free yeah. mental health tips today on the podcast. I love that. And, you know, because that was, uh, Juliani, what you brought up and the, the both of you, I, I thought was so, is so good. Because, you know, we here in America, we don't even take our lunch breaks. We mm-hmm. think we're, that our we... Our lunch break is on our desk. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we think we're being more productive by, ooh, I'm gonna... Mm-hmm. And I, I encourage, I was just telling some of my colleagues, take I'm like, take, get away from your desk and go do something. Mm-hmm. Like, just that one tip alone, you know, whether it is a walk, whether it is listening to relaxing music, take a, a little power a nap. nap. I'm like, it's my job. Yes. Yes. I, ooh, I will take a nap in my hand. Blanket that I think is for them. Really <laughs> for you. That's it. Because let's let's be real. Maybe not everyone has the luxury of personal time off and holidays right. and vaca- or vacation days and that mm-hmm. kind of a thing to use. But there are. I love that practical 
you know, do you get a break? Mm -hmm. Do you get a lunch break? You know, you do have some power and control over what you do with that hour. Mm -hmm. And so do you ruminate? Do you sit there and worry? Or find something else Mm -hmm. that you feel like needs to be done? Right. Stay busy. Little client cancel. I'm taking a nap. (laughs) 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 Right. Take care of yourself. And it's okay to take care of yourself. It is okay. We're going to have another podcast on that. Self-care. Because Juliana, you were always talking about that, huh? And that's such a big movement. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions even too about that, right? Mm-hmm. And spa day and all of that. that that's one little small. Yeah. But there's all these dimensions of, of self-care. And, and the that. guilt of self-care. Yes. yes. Like, like that we feel guilty and being right. selfish right. and people down. Oh my yeah. God. Really? So we're going we to talk about that. Any final thoughts as we wrap up today's episode on faith and therapy? Any last words of encouragement, um, closing thoughts that you just want to say to any listeners out there? Put yourself out there. Growth and change Mm -hmm. and learning about yourself um, comes from actually just speaking out. Yeah. So you can't get help. No one's going to know if you keep it to yourself. Wise words. I'm just going to say, know that you are not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. No, you're not alone. And sometimes if it's simple for you, if you're going to go to the doctor for direction, know that coming to somebody like this is just like the same thing. Mm -hmm. So um, don't look, if if it makes it easy for you, consider your whatever depression trauma as a medical issue because yeah. i'm pretty sure you i mean you can go to a pastor like pray this pain away but you're not gonna be like fix this bone mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. view it like that if you need to view it as a medical issue to give you that pass yeah start there anything you would add dr tracy i think my word of encouragement would be that just because you're struggling does not mean that you have less faith or don't yes. believe in god um, if anything, it's proof that there is faith there, right. um, because God meets us in our weakness. And, um, I think acknowledging that, um, and that I'm having the struggle right now, along with a lot of other people in the Bible, um, and there can be healing and there can be a testimony that can help other people heal. Right. Um, and it says nothing about your faith. It doesn't mean it just means you're a human being. Yeah. That's it. You're That's just right. human. Right. Um, and we all have struggles. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, as we close up today's uh, episode, you know, the scripture that came to my mind was in John 10, 10, where it says, you know, the thief comes not but to steal, kill and destroy. Right. But I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And I really believe that for everyone is listening today, it is God's promise, his plan, his desire for you to live an abundant life. And sometimes that requires us reaching out for help Mm -hmm. and do not allow yourself to believe that this is the way life needs to stay, Mm -hmm. right? That I'm always going to be stuck in this rut of depression and anxiety and all of that, that there is help for you. God is there to help you, to walk with you. And you have lots of other professionals that are waiting for you to reach out and to equip you and give you the tools that you need and not disregard your faith, but integrate your faith Mm-hmm. into these mental health practices um, so that you can begin to live an abundant life here on earth. You don't have to just wait for eternity, you know? So listen, thank you so much for joining us today. Dr. Tracy, thank you so much. Juliana, Nikki, thank you all for being here today and just sharing your pearls of wisdom, some of your stories and your professional recommendations on how we as people of faith 
can reach out and live that abundant life that God has promised us. So thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope you feel inspired and encouraged, empowered and equipped with the tools you need for stepping into your God-given power so you can, with God confidence, go out and fulfill your unique purpose and destiny. As I end today's episode, I just wanted to take a moment to share with you a campaign manifesto I discovered on NAMI's website, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness. And here's the manifesto. There's a virus spreading across America. It harms one in five Americans affected by mental health conditions. It shames them into silence. It prevents them from seeking help. And in some cases, it even takes lives. What virus are we talking about? It's stigma, stigma against people with mental health conditions. But there is good news. Stigma is 100% curable. Compassion, empathy, and understanding are the antidote. Your voice can spread the cure. Join NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, where together we can cure stigma. You know, this stigma-free campaign by NAMI is really just an effort to end the stigma and create hope for those affected by mental illness. And through powerful words and actions, we really can shift the social and systemic barriers for those who are living with mental health conditions. Together, we truly can end the stigma. And there's just three practical ways that you can do it. Number one, just educate yourself and others. Know the facts and the myths about mental illness and mental challenges. Number two, see the person and not the condition. Practice kindness and compassion and empathy. Lean in to understand and not judge. Listen without judgment. And number three, take action. Be an advocate for better legislation and policies that will improve mental health outcomes for everyone. And you know what? Be sure to check out NAMI.org where you can pledge to be a part of the cure, where we can end the stigma. Until next time, remember, lead your thoughts, your actions, and your emotions according to God's word. Love God, yourself, and others on purpose and make daily decisions to thrive in every area of your life. And if you haven't yet subscribed to my podcast, would you just please take a minute to do that? And would you also rate and review it on iTunes and share it with your friends? I know that's going to help me reach and encourage more people just like you who want to live a life that thrives with more peace, with more joy, confidence, faith, and power. So once again, be sure to check out the show notes where I drop some links to some very special resources to help you stay mentally healthy and to promote caring congregations right in your community. Take care. Talk to you next time.